Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to the smartest guy in the room. I'm your host, Jerry Dempsey, along with my BFF, Matt Smith. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on? It's Wednesday. And folks, I know you're used to our Saturday morning uh, drops, or whatever people call that sh- stuff these days. But, you know, life sneaks up on you and uh, flips your schedule upside down. So, you know, you should all appreciate the fact that Matt and I <laughs> are taking our time out of our very busy schedule to put on a show for Wednesday Take, afternoon. Taking this show seriously. Actually, it's, it's Thursday. <laughs> oh, I don't know. For some reason hey, I, I thought it was hump day. I, I meant to ask you, uh, I noticed this last uh show and uh, i didn't ask you uh you're you're without facial hair now i've decided facial hair is for fucking animals <laughs> <laughs> i am not an animal well i am an animal so i decided to go for a new look you know the clean you know, my kids uh they're like wow daddy you look so young well, my kids are growing up. They hated whenever I shaved my beard off because they were like, "You look like a fat baby," and so, <laughs> and uh, uh, I so, yeah, I never shave it off anymore. I, the less of my face showing, the better. So, but I mean, aren't you more approachable when you have a nice clean shave? <laughs> exactly, which is why I never shave. I don't well, want to be people to avoid you. Who do I, who do I want? The- Go ahead. Who do I want approaching me? You know, people approach me all the time. And it's interesting. I went through the mall not too long ago. And people will just, like, randomly come up to me and ask me, like, like I'm the fucking mallmanac. Like, I'm that thing in the mall that knows where all the shops are. Uh-huh. Oh, can you tell us uh, where the food court is? Maybe that's just because I'm fat. But, uh. You know, people come up to me and ask me shit all the time, and I'm I'm always like, "Do you think I work at Seven Eleven? I mean, what what's going on here?" <laughs> you know, there, there was a woman. I was in a store last week, and a woman comes up to me, older woman, probably in her sixties, maybe early seventies, and she's like, "I know you don't work here, but can you tell me, number one, where the woman's bathroom is, and number two, where are the woman's clothes?" <laughs> and I'm like. I'm like, you just said that you knew I didn't work here. Why'd you ask? Why Why are you asking me? She goes, well, you look like you'd know. <laughs> you look like, see, that's a compliment, that you look like somebody who knows things. Why would I know where the woman's bathroom is? You just look like a responsible man. See, you know, you have to be able to step out of of your own point of view and go, no, why is this person talking to me? Maybe what she the thought fuck I was. They want. Maybe she thought I was a creepy man, and she's like, "This creep probably knows where the women's bathroom is or the women's clothing department is." Maybe she was hitting on you. I mean, I don't know, dude. Could be. I don't know. I mean, you I are know. dead sexy. <laughs> and plus, I love seventy-year-olds. So, I mean, <laughs> who am I to complain, though? I don't know. That reminds me, we have a topic today. It's yes. complaining. You is it good? Is it bad? And why is America, I read this somewhere, I don't know if it's true, so I'll just say it anyway, that America, you know, our reputation 
amongst the rest of the world crowd is that we're a bunch of fucking whiny, you know, uh, entitled babies. The ugly American. Yeah, put some ketchup on it. <laughs> <laughs> I put ketchup on everything. But why is that? You know, uh, we are the ugly. I mean, I guess maybe compared to the rest of the world, our neighbors to the north, you know, are known to be uh, exceedingly polite. Are they? Uh, that's what they're known to be. And I think that they are. And that's probably why Buffalo has a reputation of being polite, because most people there are basically Canadian. But, uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah, um, you know, I I don't know. I I. I am guilty. I'm a complainer. I'm a chronic complainer. I'm mm-hmm. a curmudgeon and I'm a complainer. So uh, I think I have my reasons why. But why do, why do you think America's like that? Uh, it's generational. I think that we grew up, and and I'm talking everybody. I'll leave the boomers out of it. They get a lot of abuse because they're old now anyway. Um, but I think... The Gen X crowd, the Gen Y, and now these new ones. We just, we've had it too good. And our expectations are at a certain level. And then when we don't get what we want, we bitch. Because that's a natural instinct is to get what you're, you know, there's like that loss aversion uh, component of our psyche. You don't want to lose anything. You know, I read somewhere that like if I found 20 bucks on the street, yeah, I'd be like, oh, great. But if I lost 20 bucks out of my pocket somehow, the, the bad feelings are like 4x to what the good feeling, if you could actually measure or quantify feelings. Well, so when you, you know, lose I, something that you expect, I guess you feel worse. That's all I'm trying to say. What do you think? Well, no, I, I think that, uh, I'm, number one, you're probably right. I didn't read that, but you're probably right. Uh, you might have made uh, that up, too, so just don't well, worry about it, it. Sounds good. If you made it up, uh, I'm willing to agree with that. But uh you know, I think you're on to something that, you know, each generation in our country is more entitled than the one previous. So, you know, I could I remember when my kids were growing up and. Uh, um, you know, do you remember when we were growing up, if our parents had to pick us up at school, like there were there were days, no lie. I There were some nights I waited an hour and a half for my father yep. to pick me up. Yep. And that's just the way it was like he had things to do and. He was going to come and get me when he was done, you know, whether it was whether it was working or whatever. And I just I had, had to walk like, home lump- from St. Francis a few times, dude. And my mom would just say, just walk home. Oh, yeah. That's like a, that's a four hour walk. fucking walk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I mean, and like I would just have to make do. I would like we school would let out at two thirty. I get done with wrestling practice around five. And there were nights I had to wait for my father until like seven, seven thirty to come and get me. And that's just the way it was. But I, when my kids were growing up, you know, if 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 I wasn't there waiting for them, they would complain, you know, and my and my wife would always like say, you got to be there, you know, and I'm like, well, they can wait a half hour. And she's like, I don't want to wait in a half hour. And it's like, you know, when. You know, I guess that that uh, that doesn't help in terms of making. Americans patient and less likely to complain, you know, uh, every you're right. I mean, entitlement, uh, I guess breeds what complainers. Well, I mean, again, 
there's negative aspects to complainers. And, you know, I'm going to quote Ricky Gervais from the British um, television show, The Office. Sometimes mm. the complaints will be false. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, but I also yeah. think there's good. There's good that comes from complaining, you know? I mean, like, you know... When things aren't cool with me, I complain as a way to let people know that this shit ain't cool with me. Now, I don't know if that's going to make a difference, and I don't know if that's going to lead to change, but there's something in my head that says, I don't want this person to think that what's going on is okay. So Mm -hmm. I'll complain whether it brings about change or not. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I... And this ties in with a little bit of the passive aggressive, which by nature, I'm really not. I'm more confrontational with people, but I definitely will use passive aggressive technique when it suits my purpose. And I'll give you a good example. I was on time and this is in my big drinking days. And I used to spend a lot of money and felt entitled, at least to good service, especially like you get a first round of drinks and you give the guy like 10 bucks. So you're, now I have an expectation that when that fucker sees me, he's going to come and go, hey, buddy, what can I get you? Right. Anyway, I did that. And this guy was like totally ignoring every time I kept coming back for drinks. And I had customers with me. So, you know, whatever. And uh, so when the bill came due, you know, I went to put it on a credit card and I wrote in big letters zero, zero, zero for his tip. And then I wrote, thanks for being a dickhead. <laughs> and I handed him the, the check and I go, hey, read it. I wrote you a little note and it was really loud and crowded in the bar. And I stood there smiling at him like this <laughs> and he just read it. And I'm like, fuck you. And I walked out. So I don't know if that's passive aggressive, but the guy I'm like, he would wait on other people that came to the bar after me. And I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, and you I, know, there's and I take reason. mental note of that, too. Like I'm here for five minutes and some fucking hot chick walks up. And he's like, oh, hey, honey, can I get you a drink? And I'm like, hey, I'm the asshole. It's probably going to tip you 50, 80 bucks when I'm done. And you're too stupid to have realized that. So I had to teach him a lesson. So there's value in that. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, like if you get shitty service in a restaurant and you complain to the management. Then they spit in your food. What about that? Well, that's that's why you wait till after you eat. But you complain to your management on the way out. Right. So, I mean, that's and I and I, you know, judging, maybe they're just saying that. But I I hear restaurant managers say all the time, like, we want to know your complaints so we can make we can be better, you know, whether they really do or not. But like, you know, uh, I think there's value and especially if you're paying for a service. What about like complaining as like a, a way to bond with people? And I don't mean like, oh, this weather sucks. But, you know, if you're just sitting there with a stranger. That is like a complaint that you're not going to do a damn thing about. But, you know, it's just like small talk or like, how about those saves? They really suck last night. And you can say that to anybody. And now you're like, you're using a complaint as kind of like a a bonding, you know, like a, you know, like an ice breaking kind of event to just talk some smack with somebody. What about that? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's commonplace. I noticed that happens a lot at like uh, a department store, uh, you know, a place like a big box store like Target, you know, or even a grocery store where 
the place will have one or two cashiers working and there's like 50 people waiting to check out and everyone will stand there looking at each other and shaking their heads and we'll all start complaining and we'll start bonding, you know? So, <laughs> you know, Hey, well, misery love loves company, right? Yep. What here's about, where, go ahead. No, well, here's where the complaining and I'm guilty of this. And this is what bothers me about myself, but, uh, because I am a chronic complainer. There are some people who can just let things slide. And in a way, I kind of envy those people. But in another way, I look at them and I say, how can you be like that? Like, speak up. And I, my, people... problem is, my problem is I can't let anything slide. So I immediately have to, like, rail against it. And yeah. I don't think that's good, but I'm guilty of being that way, and I don't know how to change it. Well, there's the, you know, the peacemaker, like blessed are the peacemakers, right? Remember that? Remember that phrase that gets overused? Remember that lie? <laughs> blessed are the peacemakers. Everyone will shit on them. <laughs> How many peacemakers die? <laughs> I mean, but like people that are peacemakers will not complain. I know people like that. And I mean, I, I'm actually... This happened to me not too long ago. I got served a meal. It was um, a burger. You know, and I said, can you make it medium rare? And they were like, oh, yeah, we'll see what we can do. Because a lot of times burger joints just want to cook it medium or give yeah. you a fucking hockey puck. Right. Mm -hmm. And they brought it out and it was pretty raw on the inside. And I just ate that thing anyway. I didn't care because I thought about <laughs> complaining for a minute. And I'm like, eh. What good's that gonna do? <laughs> I'll take yeah. my chances with uh, food poisoning. <laughs> well, here's the I I find that I'm I I find that I'm more the more I age the more I complain because I'm I just like I don't know I I get to this point where I'm like I've just had it I don't I'm not putting up with this shit anymore and you know I'm 53 and I often get people often think I'm in my late thirties, but my kids have a joke. They're like, yeah, you look 38, but you, you act like you're 78. And they, <laughs> they've got, a, they've got a point. <laughs> Do you cut the lawn in like your loafers? <laughs> I don't, I don't cut the lawn. My, my, my wife claims that's her way of relaxing. So I'm like, go relax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's glorious. I fucking um, hate yard work. And in the upstate New York, it doesn't make sense to me anyway. So. Well, lawns are actually really bad for the environment. I don't, I don't know if you knew that. I did not um, know that. Elaborate. Just the whole concept of cutting the lawn, uh, fertilizing it. It's just oh. all the nitrate, nitrogen. It like creates those algae blooms all over the fucking place. The watering is bad. It like wastes a lot of water. And let's face it, the the cut grass doesn't absorb oxygen. Like you'd be better off growing bamboo or hemp in your yard because those two plants grow real fast and they suck up all kinds of like, um, you know, uh, carbon, mm -hmm. especially hemp. It's like better than any kind of tree or jungle forest uh, plant material from just like, you know, square footage the plant takes up to water it uses and then how much CO2 it pulls out of the environment. So I'm, I'm a wealth of knowledge with this shit. Yeah, you really are. Is that because you're into the environment or you're into lawns? Well, I'm into hemp. No, oh, that so, makes sense. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not real. I'm not a real big environmental guy. Uh, uh, 
and I probably should be at least in not necessarily being environmentalist, but I should be more environmentally aware. But one thing that does make me nuts, speaking of lawns, is the way people water their lawns. We've had yeah. we've had three straight weeks of heavy, heavy, heavy rains almost every single day here. Like it's like the Amazon rain season here this summer. And there's still people watering their lawns. You know, I don't know if they're on like automatic timers, but like, it's like, shut that shit off. You know, like, I mean, we're, we're so waterlogged here and people are still watering yeah. their lawns. Well, and in California, they're all uh, droughting to death. You know, it's weird. I, my, I was out walking my dog the other night and it was, it was kind of pouring and my dog doesn't give a shit. She, she doesn't care about the rain. She's the only dog I've ever had who like will walk in the pouring rain. And I've got like a really good raincoat, so I don't mind. But I was walking by someone's house and it was pouring rain and they were watering their lawn at the same time. And I just wanted to go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so I made my dog shit on their lawn. <laughs> <laughs> that is glorious. I, oh, I tell my dog to go shit on their lawn. Oh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what's wrong with them? Well, you know, the other thing, people, when you think about complaining and you just play out Pareto or 80-20 rule, um, most of your complaining is about, like, your spouse or your kids or your job. Right. With good reason. At least I think so. I just made that up again, too. So don't, folks, if you're listening, none of nothing I say is based <laughs> in fact. So, you know, don't ever quote me. It's the <laughs> Dempsey rule. It makes sense, though. I mean, if my brain tells me it, it must be right. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> Probably you can add food to that too. Service. Yeah. But yeah, you're you're right. The your wife and your kids and you know. But like buy, my kids. You know, we have this like I give you know, if I tell my son XYZ, I know already he's gonna fuck up some of it. Like Half the time, he didn't even listen to me when I gave him the initial instructions. And I know that. So it, I don't get spun up about it. I just kind of go, you know, it's going to happen. And then when he gives me the whole song and dance and the complaint, you know, the whining, I'm like, listen, I knew you're going to fuck it up. You're probably going to fuck it up again in the future. So <laughs> just go do what I asked you and shut the hell up and, and we'll move on. <laughs> Does he complain when you tell him to do something? Uh, sometimes he'll lay on the ground and act like he has no energy. <laughs> <laughs> then I usually throw a sock at him or something. I don't know. I we, love... You know, we have a lot of fun. So I, I, I don't have too many complaints about my kids other than that they're smarter than me and they know how to manipulate me. And mm. I don't like that. And they beat the shit out of me in chess, which I don't like either. My daughter will probably be able to beat me like straight up beat me, not like beat me because I'm not trying or I'm going to let her win this one. Um, Cause I do do those things. I don't know. I don't complain too much about them. Yeah. But I mean, learning to manipulate your parents is, is kind of like a full-time job for kids. Like that's really what their concentration is. And, you know, yeah. while their parents are distracted with a whole bunch of things, you know, they're zeroing in on you and they're studying you and yeah. They know what'll push your buttons and they know what'll work uh, against you and work for you. And so yeah. when my son wants something, he will 
put the pressure on non-stop and he'll yeah. bring it up and he'll think of creative ways. It's almost like that movie where the kid like tries to influence his parents to buy him the BB gun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's just so funny. And it's like, I've, I've done more bullshit in my life to my parents or gotten away with more crap. I mean, if like, it's a, it's fun to see my kids try to like, pull the wool over my eyes because i see it coming like a hundred miles away <laughs> oh yeah i always tell my kids like you you have the misfortune of being the kids of a father who was a really fucking bad kid <laughs> so, so i know all the fucking tricks yeah so, no yeah. my kids are rule like they're rule followers and i yeah. mean this like almost to a horrifying degree like my son and i were walking into home depot and he's like, Dad, this is the exit door. And I'm like, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, the doors will open and we can walk in. Nobody cares. You got to so, raise them to be an anti-hero eventually. I mean, After you I, program yeah. them to follow the rules, you have to deprogram them. Well, again, it's like what rules make sense and what are stupid and what can you get away with? <laughs> <laughs> check, check, and check. In through the outdoor. All right, it's a Led Zeppelin album. I yes, I think I'm aware. Of so, that. anyway, uh, yeah. So I complain and I should stop, but I can't stop. And uh, uh, sometimes I think complaining is is uh, a, a necessary. Call it a necessary evil, but necessary nonetheless. I'm going to use a big word. Go for it. So I read. I did read an article about complaining. Um, catharsis is the word. I've heard the yep. word, and I'm vaguely aware of kind of what it connotes. So you're saying that it's a it's cathartic to get shit off your chest. That is what I think the experts would tell you. Yes. Um, is there a point of where that becomes too much for other people to hear? Well, it's a balance, man. You know. Like everything else in moderation, like instead of drinking a 24 pack, you know, just drink a six pack. You'll you'll be all right. You know, you'll still have a nice little buzz. So everything in moderation complaining. I think if you use logic and even someone you're a writer, don't you find writing cathartic to some degree? Yeah, to some to some degree. Or does is, it spin your is drinking a six pack moderation? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, isn't it? <laughs> I know I've drank two bottles of wine and then grabbed more beer after and, and you know, still felt all right in the morning, which I knew, you know, I thought that was moderation. <laughs> that's one I didn't way drive. To, that's one way to get me to stop complaining. If, if I drink two bottles of wine followed by some beers, I'm not going to complain because I'm not going to be able to fucking talk. So... Yeah, I'm just going back in time. Uh, present day Jerry can't do that. <laughs> I'd be uh, two beers and just like walking on my lips at that point. So what did we learn today? Uh, well, I'm going to, we didn't learn shit. We just learned that we like to complain. There's a useful way to complain. Most people just bitch because they like to bitch. We didn't talk about um, the moral superior complainer. You mean like like if me were sitting there watching somebody 
uh, yell at their kid and we'd be like, oh, I would never yell at my kid like that. Or I wouldn't let my son, you know, pick his nose or scratch his ass or whatever that kid may be doing. Right. There's that moral, I'm morally better than you complainer. Yeah. Those are the people that need a punch in the fucking face. Uh, figuratively, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I felt like punching my son in the face last night. He was, he was kind of complaining. It, it wasn't him being moral, but morally superior, but he's a really, 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 really big soccer fan, fowler of soccer, former big time player. And for some reason there was nothing on TV last night. So we were watching a, an MLS game, which is basically American professional soccer. And, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's, it's like compared to like English soccer or Spanish soccer. It's, it is really bad soccer, but we're watching this game and he criticized every tiny little fucking thing. And I got to a point where just based on, you know, on, I guess I wanted to argue with him. Like, are you telling me that there's nothing they're doing good on the field? Like I, I, he just complained for an hour to the point where he just made spending time with them unenjoyable. And, yeah. uh, and I just wanted to punch him. And I'm like, I'm like, even the good things they're doing suck according to you. And, you know, and it was, he was trying to display not necessarily his superiority, but the, the inferiority of anyone who would dare to play professional soccer in America compared to Europe. And I just, so I, I get where you're coming from with that. Like the, you know, there is this, well, there's like a snob factor to it too. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if, like I told somebody a couple months ago, I'm like, Oh yeah, we had sushi at this place. It was pretty good. And like, Oh, that sushi's that's for, you uh, know, you bourgeois people or some yeah. shit. Yeah. And I'm like, or, yeah, just get out of here. Or like the I, wine. Oh, look, this the wine at this restaurant is to die for. Look at the legs. And you're like, yeah, yeah I'm going to hit you over the head with the bottle of arm. <laughs> I, I kind of run into that with people from Buffalo and chicken wings. It's like, shut. <laughs> I can get a, I, you know, I can I get a good chicken, chicken wing. wing. I am a chicken <laughs> wing. Stop. I go to Hooters and I'm like, I'm from Buffalo. The I'm wings from Buffalo. here are so no. beneath me. I'm so sick of seeing things online from people from Buffalo. Like you don't have wings with ranch dressing, you know? (laughs) And I'm just like, shut the fuck. Like, that's the only thing our people have to be superior, you know, superior. uh, That's right. And, and they just hang on it. They hang their head on that thing. Yeah. Just shut the fuck up. (laughs) That's awesome. We're going to end right there. Cause I don't think we can do it any more justice, but I will, uh, my quote, shockingly enough aligns with what you were just referring to uh, with your kid. So it's from the great Stephen Hawking, who we know lived most of his life, you know, debilitated in a wheelchair, but still had time to be way smarter than everyone else. Uh, People won't have time for you if you're always angry or complaining. Bam. So he's the smartest guy because he couldn't even get out of his wheelchair, but he still learned how to peck and type and communicate, and he was super <laughs> duper smart. Peck. And I love that man. Peck like a chicken. Peck and hunt. <laughs> That's what I do when I still type. <laughs> I've been typing for forty years. <laughs> oh God, uh, that, that, that explains why no one has any time for me. Hunt and peck. All right, big dog. All right, I'll man. see you later. Have a great one. Stay free. Bye bye. <laughs>